This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ice for a Price. 12 gallons for a dollar or two cups for 6,000. No price is too weird for ice. How long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Where are we? Help me to recollect. Who are you again, Tommy? I'm probably a figment of your imagination. This rock. It's a figment of your imagination, too. You're probably wandering through a grove of tiger alders up north in Canada, like a frost-bitten maniac talking to yourself, knee-deep in snow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that did find some enchantment in the light. I'm Zach. I'm Frank. And today we are here to do a character study. Of character studies. Yes, double trouble for double you guys trouble. today. So, character studies of 2019's The Lighthouse. We're going to be talking about Thomas and Winslow slash Tom. Yep. So I like how in the uh, in the script of the film, mm-hmm. it's just young and old. Yeah. That's like how they're characterized as. And yeah, I was like, I appreciate that. So I, that's what I now. That's how I'm going to refer to them. Yeah, I mean, I like it where it's like. Especially, too, that they refer to each other as, like, dogs throughout the entire film. Yeah. Like, old Thomas will talk to him about, like, he's a dog, and then towards the end when Winslow calls him an old dog, and then, boy, that scene of just making him crawl on his knees to a <laughs> yeah. grave. Boy, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, before we, like, get into it. Yeah. Jess. So, Jess has, like, a weird... My girlfriend has, like, a weird thing about, like, men who look gross and dirty. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think that's kind of, like, sexy. So, Robert I was Pattinson? Like, okay. So, so she, like, now like, has this, like, obsession with Robert Pattinson, but she's like, only when he's gross. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then, like... So, good times in this? Yeah. So Yeah, exactly. So, then, like, a week ago, she comes up to me and she goes, you know, I can, I can tell that Jess is in, like, really deep thought. And she goes, you know... I don't want. I didn't. I didn't want to admit it, but um, I probably banged Willem Dafoe from the lighthouse, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, he's so nasty. And she's like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's fat and like he's got his his gross teeth and nasty like his, teeth. Yeah, like, his crazy beard and yeah, hair. But she's just into that. I'm like, all right. I mean, well, I, I guess him. I could just let myself go then, and you, <laughs> you'll find me even more attractive. My Jess has been trying for years now to like have me stop working out and just get really fat. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'd still love you the same. Aw, thanks, Frank. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, let's get into let's, it. Let's do it. So, two characters you have. Robert Pattinson playing young Tom slash Winslow throughout most of the movie. Mm -hmm. And you have old Tom played by Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So very contrasting characters between the two. I mean, from the start, there's like, you can just immediately tell how loud and in your face old is. And how like very, you know, reserved reserved and and inner and, um, you know, it's kind of like an extrovert and an introvert on an island together and like how is that going to like play with one another um so young is just very just like doesn't like to speak doesn't like to no. talk he doesn't like to drink yeah and then that comes into play later because he does have a problem clearly yeah <laughs> by the end clearly yeah yeah so i mean like there is like a huge contrast right off the bat from them and one of the questions that like i post throughout it because there are like a couple in here and i'm sure you have some questions mm-hmm. that you want to ask about like the characters themselves too yeah um right off the bat though who went insane first? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good because you don't really know the, the way that it's portrayed is 
you know, the it way could that be either the or. way that Eggers directed this and and made this movie was that you have you're seeing one thing, but then you're being told something else. Yeah, which is absolutely brilliant how it's done. Yeah, especially with the axe scene towards the later half of the film, yeah. where Winslow is trying to escape, and old Tom comes up and like smashes it and says, please don't leave me. And then chases him. Yeah. And then once they get in the back in the house, old Tom is like, why did you come at me with the ax? Like right. you, you stranded me here. Yeah. And it's just insanity of like, who is actually insane? Yeah. Who is being told lies? Who is telling the truth? Right. Similar to when the backstory of old Tom. No. Well, yeah. So exactly. So, I mean, you have, you have old Tom who I, I don't know, in my opinion, I would say that Young is going crazy. Yeah. And I think that he is, like, the one who is slipping into insanity. I think, though, that, I mean, obviously, there's, we we both agreed, and then upon, like, doing, like, further research and finding out that this movie is definitely heavily based on, like, Prometheus and just, like, you know, Greek mythology in yeah, general. Absolutely. So, I don't know. In my opinion, I think that old is... He's Zeus, like he is God in this yes. situation, right? So, like, this is his rock. This is Mount Olympus for him. This is his rock. This is where he, con- you know. And then Young is coming into his world, and I think that you know, old is in control pretty much the entire time. Mm-hmm. You know, I-, I think that that Young is struggling. All right, so in my opinion, and I don't know, I haven't done much research onto this aspect of it, mm-hmm. so I don't really know a hundred percent, but. One of the things that I noticed a lot more in this was the sexual tension between them. A little bit. I, I think honestly. I think that there is like a like a I don't know if I would say that they're homosexuals, but I do think that there is a sexual tension between them. And I do think that, you know, like you you have the there's lots of scenes of them just like looking at one another mm-hmm. and or like young like when um, when they're holding each other, the, like, after getting drunk. Yeah, right. So they get drunk. They're, like, holding one another. And then, like, there's the, the scene where Young is, like, fixing the roof. And then he sees Old, like, in the bed. And, and Old looks like he's, like, masturbating. And he's yeah. just, like, watching him. And then and then he, like, gets away from it. So, I mean, you have all this, like, pent-up sexual energy between them because they're both men. Mm-hmm. And then they're on this rock for weeks and weeks and weeks, and they don't know, you know, there's nobody else in sight. So I do think that there is like this, this homosexuality, sexual tension between them. And I think that Eggers did that on purpose. I mean, look, there's a lot of like sex in this film, although yeah. it's never like flat out, like, you know, just straight up gay sex. Yeah, but there's a lot of like masturbating like, yeah. and there's a lot of like him, you know, uh you know, seeing the siren and then her being nude and like you know him like touching her breast and then the same thing with uh when he finds like the pipe mm-hmm. of the mermaid and then yes. you know and then he's like masturbating to that. Um yeah, there's just a lot of like really dark angry sexual tension between them. And you know, same thing with like look, their big blowout fight like the, yes. the one, well, the one that like leads up to anyway, like not their big big blowout when he's like on top of him, like punching him in the face, but mm-hmm. like their kind of like big blowout is an argument that almost a married couple would have, and that's about Olds cooking, yes, and him saying you know like you Which know is a fantastic please scene. oh it's so good, and he's saying like you know like you please tell me that you loved my cooking, and it's a comedic scene for mm-hmm. sure, but there's also this aspect of like. They're they're arguing like a married couple, and they and the way that they like have chores is kind of like you know, obviously 
there are we have progressed past this at this point, but an old time view of the the men does this type of work around the house and the woman does this kind of work around the house. And, you know, it's very much like old for the most part is the alpha. He is the alpha male and yeah. he is the man. And, and then, you know, and he's doing all of like the hard work when it comes to like physicality, like, you know, fixing stuff and things like that. And then young is kind of like, like he's making sure that he has to, that he's mopping properly and sweeping and stuff like that. And those are kind of like traditionally like the, the wife's work. Yeah. Until so, it gets flipped on its and head, then it gets like flipped. towards the end. Yeah. Because yes, there is that small sexual scene as well. Like during the big fight, when you have Robert Pattinson's character, young Tom, like on top of old Tom yeah. and he punches him and then it's the siren's hands that like reaches up. Yeah. And again, like it's that sexual tension between it. Yeah. And then even so like afterwards, like when he's making him walk like on the, the leash as a dog. Yeah. So I think that that's obviously like bondage type of yeah. sexual tension there that's going on. Which is interesting. Cause like, I like, I see it like once I'm watching it, the sexual tension, but it's interesting, like how you brought it up that it, it carries out throughout the film. Yeah. And it does play into the fact that like, it's just these two guys on a rock for banging for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite movie of 2019. Who knows like how long they've actually been. Yeah. And that's, and that's like one of the great things of this film is how, you know, granted we're kind of going now into the film, but still whatever, uh, like how just, twilight zone it feels like you just don't know like what day it is how long they've been here i mean it's like oh we have rations for food and then like the next day it's like hey we've been here for three weeks and now we're out of rations and now and then they're trying to like scrounge for more and it's just like it's always just like what is going on like we don't know and you just don't know what time frame it is and another question that like i i put in here again and like it's a little more generalized of the film And I know we touched on it when we actually did the review for this film, where obviously the lighthouse represents the fire from Prometheus giving it to man. Yeah. But what do you actually think was truly in the lighthouse? Yeah. Because, like, it, it is some omnipotent force that opens up as soon as young Tom is in there. Yeah. And shows him it. And at the same time, too, old Tom in the beginning is just transfixed by it. Yeah, yeah. So, like... What actually is it? That is that is a is question. Is it just a light? I don't think. I mean, you know, obviously the the big kind of like claim or, or the 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 quote from the movie is um, there's something. What is it? Mythical in the light, or uh, there there be some enchantment in the enchantment light. enchantment in the light. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't really know if even Eggers knows. I don't. I don't really yeah. think that there may. I honestly don't even know if there is an answer. I mean, that. it is kind of like very similar to Pulp Fiction's The Briefcase. Yeah. Like what's in that? Right, exactly. And we obviously we pinpointed down like what the metaphor is. Yeah. But what actually is inside is a complete mystery. Too. Right. And, and I think that there's it's interesting because when you when you see how they act towards that light, old is very it seems again, going back to it kind Euphoric. of like, yeah. And like sexual and like, he's like nude up there and he's like mm-hmm. dancing with it. And he's, and it's just like have he's like having its way with it and it's having its way with him. And it's kind of just like this balancing act going back and forth between one another. And then when young goes up there and the door opens and he sticks his hand inside, there's this, and this is a testament to Robert Eggers acting. The facial expressions that, that young has is like, 
pain but also pleasure yeah like there's this screaming of like agony but also like he's smiling and laughing at the same time so there's this there's this weird like what what would be causing these amount of emotions in such a vast way and so quickly like what could it be Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't i don't have a i don't have a clear-cut answer i don't know if you have like a theory i i mean not really. I mean, it's, it, it, it's for tough. all we know, it could actually just be like a light in there that's so gorgeous. But I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, we can pinpoint the metaphor of it. We could be like, oh, it's a doorway to Mount Olympus, or it's like fire itself, yeah, like yeah. as the metaphor for it. But we don't know what the fuck is actually in there. Yeah, and I think that really plays on a good point to the film of what are they actually fighting over and killing each other for? Yeah. You know, and then I don't really have questions about the film or like the characters themselves in this movie. It's more of just like observations. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I that I have, the two main themes that I have was the sexual tension between them. That's like like the main things that I got from it. And then the, the other thing was, I think that this film is trying to talk about like toxic masculinity a lot. A little I think, bit. I think there's like a. I, I think that. there's like a big kind of like overhanging reference to toxic masculinity, um, and it's kind of weird that I, that I. It was just like one of those things where like I was listening to an album the the other the other day that's all kind of about toxic masculinity. It's like a punk record and it's just like heavy, but it's but it's all kind of like about that. And then I watched The Lighthouse again, and then I think that like that's like an overbearing thing, and maybe I'm just. Maybe that was just in my head, and then I was watching that, and I was like, oh, there's, you know, but I don't know. I think there is clearly, like, some type of toxic masculinity, especially, you know, with the whole thing of, like, referring to him as, like, a dog. Yeah. And, and again, going back to, like, how old is the alpha male, mm-hmm. and then young is, you know, the the submissive one, I guess, is, like, kind of, like, what I would say, you know, and how... I mean, one of my favorite speeches is the, is when is when old is yelling at him about how he like missed a spot when he was like yes. mopping or sweeping or whatever it was, and he was like, "No," he's like, I, "I, you know, I did this, I did this," and he's like, "No, you're lying," and they're going back and forth, and then he goes on this big long monologue about how he's if he tells them to rip up every single nail from every floorboard and spit shine them until yeah. they're shiny and and then put them all back in, and he's like, "And you're gonna like it, you're gonna like it because I say that you like mm-hmm. it." I mean, it's one of the greatest, like, yeah, it's, fuck it's, it. it's so good. It's there's, such a good, uh, like, just Willem Dafoe being Willem Dafoe. Yeah, and there's so many quotes throughout this film that, like, are just monologues that are great. Yeah. And, I mean, it kind of touches on, too, where I had, like, another theme throughout this film, which is it's so hard to bury the past. Mm-hmm. And that plays a huge part into young Tom's character. Because he's doing this to try and get away from being a timberman because he let his friend just die in front of him. Yeah. And it haunts him throughout the entire film. And that plays on, like, probably why he was an alcoholic. And now, like, he's trying to not drink so he won't remember as much of this. And it just creates, like, this whole character based around, like, trying to forget the past and move forward with his life. Yeah. But you can never really move forward, especially when it's like something that vivid and yes. that, you know, I mean, he he watched and sort of I don't I don't think that he that he killed the guy, but he watched the man die and maybe possibly could have saved him and decided not to. 
Yeah. Because whatever, you know, we just... He just didn't care. Just, I don't know if he didn't care or whatever. Or, or I mean, I guess it was more like he was thinking I could steal his identity and start fresh. Yeah. So and, you, you never really fully lose... You know, when, when you take somebody's identity, and especially like in a movie like this where metaphors are so heavy, you know, like you could kind of say that like when he took his identity, like a piece of the real Tom or the real uh, Winslow Winslow went with him. And that really plays into the idea that I had when we originally watched it, where if you really pay attention, there is a subtle change throughout the film when it comes to the young Tom. Yes. Yeah. Young Tom being angry and going from this kind of like almost proper English accent to almost like this Boston accent. Yeah. And especially too, like after the the storm and the entire cabin is just destroyed and he's going on about like his farts and yeah, yeah, yeah. everything like that. There's a complete change in his accent. Yeah. And, and I hope and I hope that you're, the theory is right. Yes. At least at least that's what I want to think. And that's what I'm going to say. It does make sense. And I'm just hoping that it's not like Robert Pattinson accent was just like <laughs> just slipping and like he was just like, oh, he was just fucking up. He just couldn't keep up with yeah, the British yeah, accent. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, whatever. But um, I, I keep going because I, I do. I do. Agree. Yeah. Like, I mean, with that, it is very subtle. But like there are other points in the film, too, where when they're doing the whole scene of old Tom is like holding him while he paints the the lighthouse. Yeah, yeah. And his accent slips again. Yeah. And it really kind of plays on, again, him trying to bury the past, but it's coming back to haunt him. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to live like a normal life and be a wiki and do this job as an Englishman. But as anger starts slipping in and the past starts creeping up on him, he loses sight of that and becomes more of Tom at that point and it really ends up showing and it really plays on maybe old Tom was correct in that he was insane all along and everything that young Tom thought he was doing was actually false because he's kind of slipping between two different characters yeah like they don't really fully go into like split personality with Mm -hmm. it but they touch on it a little bit and that's where his character is a lot more interesting, even though he has much fewer lines in the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, compared to old Tom. Like yeah. It's, it, and I'm trying to take notes of, like, quotes and everything like that, and 90% of it is old Tom. It's all and, like, old. three things are from yeah. young Tom. Yeah. Um, again, that's just because he's such... He's. I mean, towards, towards the end of the film, he starts talking a lot more. But, I mean, a good, like, half of the movie... Like, the first half of the movie... Young is not really talking, like no. because that's just he's just what that's just the type of person that he is. He's not a talker. He's he's more of a listener, I guess, is what you could say. I want to also kind of touch on the bird that that Young kills. Yes, and I also want to talk about the head that is found. Yes, because this kind of plays in to something that I wanted to talk about too, which is going to lead right into yours. Okay, which is the use of folklore and superstition in the film yeah. to drive not only the plot, but the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you want to go yeah, ahead. With so, the I mean, you have the whole thing where, you know, uh, young is kind of like, just like trying to like shoo away a seagull and, and the bird just kind of like, doesn't really have pay him no mind. And then kind of, it kind of seems like the bird leaves mm-hmm. on his own terms. Like he, the bird has decided like, 
I will now leave. Like, (laughs) fuck you. I've done my part here. (laughs) Um, So he goes away. And then, and then young looks over and he sees in the, he sees at the top of the light that old is like watching him. And then they have a conversation and he's like, he old is telling him like, don't mess with seabirds. Yeah. It's bad luck to kill an old. And he's saying why? And he goes, it's the, they, they say that the, the souls of dead sailors go inside of them. So if you, you know, if you fuck with one, then you could potentially un unwrath something yes. that is uh, obviously which does happen. Yeah, because immediately the winds change. After right. So he gone. kills the bird and in a gl- and it's a glorious death. I mean, it is. <laughs> I was shocked. The it first is. Time. It's, it's like amazing. Um and it's the hardest bird killing I've ever seen in a film. <laughs> and I've seen many. <laughs> I've seen many a pig eat many a man. Um, so he kills the bird. And then, like you said, pretty much immediately the winds change and then the storm comes. And and he, he, uh, old is very like scared and pretty much it's just like, hey, like the winds have changed. There's a storm coming like we need to like prepare. Um, and then, you know, and then it goes on. The storm's going. And then uh there's a, there's a point in where Young is trying to find food, and he, they have, like, the crab basket, and he, then he pulls the brass basket up, and there's a decomposing, decapitated head yes. inside of the basket. Why am I bringing them up in correlation? Because I think that they're related. I think that the head of that dead body is the, the soul that was inside the bird. And it makes sense, because if you really look at the head, it's missing an eye. Exactly. Which is exactly what the seagull is missing. Exactly. And... I don't know who it is. It could have been whoever was the other caretaker mm-hmm. with old. But, you know, being that he said it it holds the it holds the souls of dead sailors, I imagine that that not maybe it's not then because they're not sailors, they're wikis, right? They're yeah. not they're not men who go out in the seas and whatever. They're just caretakers of the lighthouse. So I don't I don't think they I don't think there is really an answer as to who that is, but I do think that um, that the head the decapitated head belongs to the soul of the soul that's inside of that bird. Yeah, and it it plays on too like with toasting in the beginning too, because young doesn't want to toast with old. Yeah, and he tells him like it's bad luck not to toast. Yeah, and that's where like a lot of superstition and folklore play a part in this film of who old Tom is Mm because he's very superstitious of like the old ways and anything regarding the sea which I mean during this time it was all just anybody who was sea bound had like tales of like monsters that would come and like attack them like krakens and like uh, huge fish that would swallow them whole if they didn't partake in like these rituals almost Mm -hmm. and it plays a huge part in who he is because that's more or less like all he is. Yeah. I mean, there's, he knows nothing else. Yeah. Old, old knows nothing else, but being a wiki. And if we're going the route too of the metaphor of him being Zeus, then it all makes more sense of like superstition because Zeus in Greek mythology is the be all end all. And He's also kind of a dick. Yeah, very much. <laughs> he likes being a bear and then having sex with women. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, to each his own. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so with him, like, he creates the rules yeah. in, in Greek mythology. Yeah. So for him to abide by these superstitions and really, like, enforce it, especially with the gull, 
is it's bad luck to do this. And then immediately after young Tom kills the gull, yeah. shit happens. And it's almost as if old Tom did it himself to prove a point. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I might you be know. just grabbing at straws. Well, no, here, I mean, like, no. I, there, I mean, look, at the end of the day, this movie is just so, like, metaphor. Like, there's just so many metaphors. There's just so much. It's not just a cut and dry film. So, I mean, I feel like there's pretty much, you can pretty much say anything. And, and it'll, there's, there's you know, within reason. Yes. And, and you can pretty much, like, kind of make an argument towards it. And, I mean, kind of like you said about going back to my point about the whole like toxic masculinity thing about Zeus being like the end all be all and him being the alpha. Like there is this, you know, there is this battle back and forth of like, who is the manliest man here? Like why, you know, and, and then, you know, young being just kind of like beaten down the entire movie constantly for the whole time being just being talked down to and, Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And then finally, he, he reaches a breaking point and then once they have their fight and then, you know, he makes them walk, he, he, he puts them on a leash and makes them like walk on all fours as like a complete, you know, just being completely disrespectful yeah. and, and kind of now showing that he is now the alpha male mm-hmm. and then burying him alive, which is also one of my favorite scenes yes, because he's yeah. talking and he's just like, and you can hear like the, the, the dryness from the dirt yeah. and he's and Willem Dafoe. Too. Oh man, Willem <laughs> Dafoe just so fucking good. I know. Um, so yeah, I think that that there is this overbearing toxic masculinity mm-hmm. uh like aspect to this film of who is the alpha and and kind of like why though? Like 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 why is it that when men are in like secluded areas with other men that one of them feel like you know all of them kind of have to feel like they need to prove themselves that they are more manly or better or stronger or whatever it is compared to another guy that's there yeah maybe just like a primal instinct. I, I think i think it must be a primal thing and i think that with this movie being you know s- steeped in so much like lore and mythology you know the way that, you know, the Greeks, for the most part, like those Greek mythology stories, a lot of them are like very deep, but then there's also a lot of them that are also just very like, what the fuck? Yeah, well, not what, well, yeah, obviously there's, well, I mean, there's a lot of those, Hercules but, shooting arrows yeah, in the sun yeah, for a year because he's pissed. Yeah, exactly. And like, you're just like, okay, why? Like there is this kind of like primal old school way of thinking. And there is kind of like this, like, okay, why, why are we doing this? Because I'm a man. That's what men do. And you're just like, all right, uh, sure. Sure, I guess. (laughs) Whatever you want to say. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to eat fruit snacks and watch cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I I think that there there really is like this, you know, and I kind of almost want to watch the movie again. And just kind of like view it from like a... A different point of view. Yeah, view it from like a, like a, like really watch like the sexual tension between them because again I really think that that's there yeah. and I really think that um there's got to be a point w- in the film that I just haven't seen yet where it really comes full on like okay like yeah like hey this is <laughs> what it is and 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 I'm wondering as like what what I, it might be it, it, maybe it's Patterson jerking off to the thing I don't know uh, to me it's the scene where They've been dancing after drinking, and then it quick cuts to they've 
kind of calm down and they're like slow dancing with each other. Yeah. And they look into each other's eyes and then Robert Pattinson pushes him away. Because they almost they kiss. Fighting. Yes. They almost kiss. Yes. Exactly. And then they start fighting each yeah. other. Yeah. So look, that theory I think is there like 100%. Yeah. I just don't have all the pieces yet, but I'm going to watch it again. <laughs> we'll get back to you yeah, in we'll six get... months. <laughs> have the yeah. papers on my desk by Monday. <laughs> Pictures of Spider-Man. Ah, <laughs> uh, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Um, and that's all I got for them. Yeah, that's it. Uh, character study of Tom and Winslow or young Tom. Young and old. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, next episode, we're going to be doing a film review of 2015, I think, mm-hmm. is it, it came out, and it is called The Gift. Is that the one R- with the box where you like if you push a button you get a thousand dollars? No, that, dies. a million dollars. Oh, uh, I haven't that seen the box? that movie. I haven't seen that movie, but I don't know. If, it was it's kind of a cool concept. I just don't it know is. if it was any good. Well, I, I saw like funny things where it's like midway through he's like, if you press this button you'll get a million dollars, and the guy just immediately presses it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't you want to wait to see what? The yeah, war I, is. well, I've seen one where it's <laughs> it like keeps pressing. Well, it. I saw one where it was like, if you push this button, somebody that you don't know will die. Oh, He's yeah. like, all right, cool, and he just hits it. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, no, but this movie was actually written and directed by Joel Edgerton. Uh, oh, so from it comes at night. Yeah, and, okay. And Joel Edgerton and Jason Bateman. Um, and I think that uh, it's a very interesting. Uh, I feel like almost this is could be another character study within itself. Um, but yeah, all right. So we're gonna be doing the gift. Okay. Um, Zach, you have a recommendation? Yeah. Do you, you have a prepared? recommendation? Uh, no, because it's not. Yeah, my, that's right. That's, my that's t- what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I got a all right. All right. <laughs> Little hostile. Put, t- put your dick away. No. <laughs> it's out. I want it out. <laughs> so I have a recommendation for a YouTube channel that I discovered maybe like a year and a half ago at this point, mm-hmm. and I absolutely love it. Like I've watched all of his videos, and it's really just. A video of, like, he makes videos of our childhood and just having us kind of reminisce. And this is Nakey Jakey. (laughs) Okay. Funny name for it. He also does music, which I'm not a big fan of the music, but I like his videos. So it is this guy, Jake, who basically just sits on a medicine ball with a green screen in back of him, Uh just putting up photos and videos of everything and he talks about like things that we cared about so much as kids like he has a video on the scholastic book fair he has a video on video games that changed our childhood like bioshock and halo Mm -hmm. he has videos on like internet dating like when it first started up and like just emailing friends when you get home weird fun stuff like that he talks about like just getting pizza with your buddy and then playing the latest call of duty yeah yeah and it really is just kind of like a, a channel to reminisce about your childhood. Yeah, it's like, he, he I would imagine. From, I would imagine that it's like one of those channels that it kind of just feels like you're hanging out with a friend like yeah, when he's on. Exactly. Those are, those are always great. And that's why, like, for us who were '90s kids, and for him, he was a '90s kid. So, like, for us, it feels really sentimental mm-hmm. because it is who we were. Yeah. Especially Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah, man. That I remember. I was a child. I was in Catholic school, and okay, I for, I always yep. forget that you went to Catholic. I don't school. I don't know how <laughs> because I turned out so differently. But <laughs> I went to Catholic school, and I remember there was like a weird little thing where you guess the jelly beans in the jar, and you get like a ten dollar gift card to the Scholastic Book Fair. Uh huh. Somehow I guessed correctly, like or at least close enough. Yeah, yeah. And I got the ten dollars, and I remember getting like the the crazy like 
bendable pencil and uh, the book of the Guinness World Records at the time, mm-hmm. and then like Captain Underpants, and it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. man, if you had ten bucks during that, you were a king among kids. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's it's just a cool it's a fun channel. channel. Yeah, it's just a fun channel. He doesn't put out like a lot of videos because obviously you got to like take time to really like research everything. Yeah, but especially the the trilogy episodes that he did for Halo One, Halo Two, and Halo Three, talking about where everybody was in their life at that point Mm -hmm. it's really just like captivating to see like a man who really cares about things that we all went through yeah and you know if you weren't a 90s kid you can probably still find some enjoyment in it yeah i'm sure like early early like 2000 kids can probably still like relate i mean i feel like once you kind of hit like oh seven you're probably like past that threshold now it's like those kids just have no idea yeah but still fun stuff Nakey Jakey, everybody. Great. Thanks, Zach. You're welcome. Uh, Take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, should pale death with treble dread make the ocean cave our bed? God who hears the surges roll, dying to save our suppulent soul.